0: To Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. This is episode number 101 for Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, DLC, and Lori is joining us again. Of course she is. Of course. Because it, she's like part of the Horizon universe at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all part of the Horizon universe. As, as you slowly get indoctrinated into it. Indoctrined into it? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Um... So Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores is a DLC that came out in April of 2023. It is exclusive to the PS5. So sorry to those who uh don't have a PS5, you only played it on the PS4. Um I think you can like move your save files from the PS4 to the PS5 and then you could like potentially buy get get the dlc then and do that um i don't know like if it the the ps5 is definitely easier to get these days than it has been so i'm sure a lot of people want one
1: recently we actually saw one in a store i know it's crazy
0: (laughs) to actually see them in a store like for sale and it was on sale (laughs) it was like five dollars off or something stupid but still it was there uh Unreal. So anyway, um, it was developed by Gorilla Games like uh, all the previous ones were. Um, it's just an expansion to to the original game exactly like For- uh, Forbidden West was. Or sorry, Frozen, Frozen Wilds was in um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, when we reviewed Horizon Zero Dawn, we just kind of included... Frozen Wilds into it because when we played it, that's how we played it. It was included in the in the disc. uh, Where this was, you know, we reviewed the game earlier in the year or last year or something, and um, now we're reviewing the DLC. But a lot of our scores are going to be very similar to the DLC, simply because or to the original game, simply because it is the base game like that the base game hasn't changed any the the fighting style is still the same the graphics are still essentially the same there's a few things that they added in like weapons and stuff but like ultimately gameplay is still about the same the biggest thing that i have to talk about gameplay and obviously we'll get into it when we get there is some of the fight stuff that <laughs> that you have to do but I
1: was just about to say then why are we even reviewing this
0: <laughs> I know right well Really, it's the story yeah. that that we're talking about, and and we'll go over the entire story. Spoilers for those who uh, for those of you who are uh, sensitive to spoilers, like myself, um, I was spoiled of this game um, just before playing it,
1: and it was like only like a week. It was a week after in. it had yeah. come out.
0: It was a weekend. Um, I had I started the game at that point. I don't think I. I had. don't think so. Um, but I had planned on starting the game, I think we were finishing up something at the time, so it was like, I wanted to finish up whatever we were working on before moving on to Burning Shores, but then, like, I got spoiled of it, and then that weekend I just played all the way through Burning Shores and finished the game, or, you know, whatever, um... So, yeah, I was really upset about the spoilers. So, yeah, obviously, if you're sensitive to spoilers, this is not a podcast for you. That's what we do, is we talk about the entire game, review the entire game. We talk about spoilers just as part of it. Um, So, be warned. Uh, At this point, though, the game is, you know, a couple months old, so it's not like... I mean, if if you're that invested in it and you haven't played it yet... Uh,
1: Then you're not that invested Yeah, you're not
0: that invested, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we are going to go over the story. As usual, if you want to skip, I will put a timestamp in the description of the podcast where you can jump to that time location and skip the story. Um, But I'm going to do my best to kind of glaze over the story for you. Um, Not that it's all that necessary, but I do it. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. So uh, this... This story um, belongs at the very end of the game. It doesn't even unlock until you've finished the main quest line of Horizon Forbidden West. So right after you've finished Horizon Forbidden West, you get a uh, call from Silence, who invites Aloy over to Tilda's house because he has some important information to discuss. So you run out to Silence, and... um, he he talks about while hunting for information on Nemesis, um, he finds out that there was actually a thirteenth Zenith that was that that's still roaming out in an area they call the Burning Shores, which in our time is L.A. Um, so the the goal that they're doing is they're they're looking for the th- this thirteenth Zenith, which is his name is Walter or uh, Walter Laundra 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 and um, he back in his original day, he got rich by producing ships that would go out and mine nearby asteroids for raw materials and and metals. Um, He also was a celebrity in some, to some degree Uh, he was married to a famous, um, a famous actress at the time um and he also ran uh his his building his headquarters was called uh Heaven Sent and it was in it was in LA so that's where Aloy's like primary objective is to go to this Heaven Sent facility to find him to try and find him yeah. right so Aloy agrees to go and deal with him. I think the biggest problem is obviously that Zeniths are a threat to the world. And they know a lot about what Nemesis is doing. So obviously they're going to try and self preserve as best they can. So Aloy really just needs to go and confront Walter and try and eliminate him, essentially.
1: And find out what he knows. That's true, nemesis. yeah, yeah.
0: And to try and gather information about yeah. Nemesis, yeah. So, um... Oh, also, he he has the potential to come back to the base, too. So, like, if he does, does decide to come back to the base and find that all of his comrades have been uh, evacuated... <laughs> He may not be too happy. Anyway, um, so Aloy agrees and flies her Sunwing off to the burning shores. Um, however, while she's in the air heading there, she gets shot down by this, like, tower light beacon, and when she lands, she finds herself, um, uh, next to this hunter that is kind of scavenging nearby, um... However, before they get a chance to really introduce themselves, they get um, attacked by a group of enemies. And the the scavenger girl decides... She's like, Oh, I'm gonna go and, and fight all these. You stay here and be safe. And Aloy is like, No, 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 I can, I can hold my own. I'm okay. <laughs> so, um... After you fight all of them, they get a chance to introduce each other. Um, the scavenger girl, her name is Seika. She is obviously one of the Quinn by how she dresses. Um, Aloy sees that she's wearing a focus, which is very interesting because only diviners in that community wear focuses. Um, and she, she's obviously more of a warrior because she was able to take down some of the, some of the machines. Um, Seika tells Aloy that the tower is destroying anything that gets too close. Um, it kind of reveals that Aloy is an outsider to the area. Um, Aloy talks about trying to get to the ruins on the other side of the tower, um, and the locals, the locals of the area call that, um, that ruin the Starlight Rise, so that's their destination. So Heaven Sent is Starlight Rise to them. Um, seika also has business there on the other side of this tower that's shooting everything down so they agree to team up to go to try and take down the tower um seika invites aloy to her camp um one to talk to the leaders and two so that aloy can restock Uh, but as soon as they enter the camp the compliance officer goes after both seika and aloy Um, Seika for stealing a Focus and using a Focus, and Aloy for being an outsider and also having a Focus. Um, The compliance officer's main goal is to limit the knowledge of the old ones and basically protect that that exchange of information. So because Seika had stolen a Focus, obviously she's... Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> they, they're they taken by the compliance officer and they're escorted to the Admiral, which is basically the camp leader. Uh, Seika convinces the Admiral that her focus shows information on missing people and that they are at Starlight Rise and that Aloy could really help with aiding to find the people that are missing. Um, the Admiral agrees to pardon them and... Of course, Aloy inquires about the situation that's going on because at this point she has no idea. Uh what she finds out though is that the group is the the missing people were on a journey to find, sorry, let me back up. The entire Quinn that were coming to the US to the to the sto- the shores <laughs> um were on a mission to gather information from um up north, the north side, mm-hmm. and there was a storm, and the
1: they got separated. They got
0: separated. So the Quinn that we know from Horizon Forbidden West is are half of half of this them. this group, right? So this half still don't know that the other half exists. So Aloy's like, I can get you in contact, but we'll worry about that later. Let's figure out what else is going on. So while because they were missing the camp that they set up in the burning shores has been sending out search parties and expeditions looking for the other half and they just keep disappearing. They never come back. They just go off and they are gone. Um, but Seika was able to find a focus that had information indicating that they were off at this starlight rise. So that's where they intend to go. Um...
1: Seika's sister is among the missing.
0: Yeah, and that's Seika's, like, biggest reason for going to hunt them down. Yeah. It's because she wants I mean, her sister back. Yeah, she
1: wants her sister back, and she's, like, their main navigator.
0: Exactly. Um... Kenna. Ken
1: Kina. Kina.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Kina. Kina is Seika's sister. Yep. Aloy and Seika then head off to take down the tower, and... Obviously, because everything blows up as soon as it gets... Everything gets shot as soon as it gets close. They find... They just kind of wiggle their way around on foot to get there. Um But as soon as they get there, they're met with, like, a recording from Landra, who is expecting Aloy, and he says that this tower was specifically designed to attack her. <laughs> Um, But, of course, Aloy and Seika easily take down the tower, um, and despite Seika's fear of flying, Aloy takes her to Starlight Rise pretty much right afterwards. So they fly over to Starlight Rise, where um, they start finding evidence of the uh, expedition teams that were heading into the ruins. Um, so in an effort to try and find them, they follow the trail into the ruins, um, trying to uncover exactly what happened to the expedition team that was there. Aloy and Seika, um, they seem to really get along at this point. They're helping each other. They're, you know, tackling different, um, machines that come their way. Really showing that they can, they're, they're getting along really well, um, even to the point where they're, like, teasing and complimenting each other the whole time. Um, but anyway, as they investigate the facility, they find more information on Landra um, and his wife, who is apparently his ex-wife, Evelyn, and his friend Jack. Um, and an, A- uh, an AI, Nova, who Landra is, like, mistreating... Um, there's evidence within the facility of all of these things, um, not like one specific event. It was just along the way. Um, they they realized that they need to find a transmitter that um, Landra was using and to try and find where his transmission was coming from. So they hunt down this transmitter and they are able to find a... Uh, GPS location to a specific spot. So, um, Seika and Aloy, uh, decode some of the information that they've gathered. They have a chance to kind of discuss what exactly is going on. Um, seems to be building a new ship that, to try and leave Earth, which is something that Aloy is able to figure out from, obviously, the information she's gathered from Horizon Forbidden West, but also just information within the facility. Seika can't really understand what's going on, just because she doesn't have the background knowledge that Aloy has. Um, but Aloy doesn't specify that Landra is leaving because the nemesis. She just is kind of like, yeah, he's building a ship to leave, but refuses to give her that information, even though Seika specifically asks for it.
1: Um, but the problem is, the ship that he's building will cause like
0: radiation throughout the whole area. I don't think Aloy knows that just yet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. She doesn't realize that until they get to... The ship, because it, their their headset goes off from the radiation.
1: Right, I know. But when you first go into Heaven Sent and you're looking at the like prototype ship or whatever that they're looking at, there's information in there that is telling you that it's not safe. Uh, I see. Basically, sure. That that's why it was shut down because it wasn't safe.
0: Um, Aloy, Aloy specifically keeps Seka in the dark about Nemesis. Um, mainly because the realization of Nemesis coming to destroy the world is kind of a big deal. And I'm sure Aloy doesn't want to just give that information out and, like, ruin Seika's, like, entire life. Yeah,
1: she was very concerned about upsetting her because she's missing her sister. and
0: Right, yeah. So why, why add this extra <laughs> right. problem on top of it? So Seika gets pretty angry about this lack of information, and... And um, she just kind of abruptly leaves to go report back to the Admiral before they continue on. Um, back at camp, though, Seika is there, and she, um, she's she been threatened to be outcast. Uh, but they decide to just press on, and this time they want to take the boat because Seika doesn't like flying. Um, and they head to this transmission spot but as they get closer to the coordinates they seem they notice that it seems to be located at a horus that is up on the Hollywood sign um and they also find more evidence of the Quinn that's been missing um so obviously they go and inspect it um they find that the entire horus is kind of it's the horus but a facility under the horus that is all blocked off by um a barrier so they have to go and find a way to disable the barrier which what i find is interesting is that there's a barrier at all so what it's just i think it's to keep i think it's to keep people from going in or out
1: i mean it's set up by him so obviously he's trying to lock lock people in out whatever right sure
0: so um After they take down the barrier, they head into this facility. The facility is known as Heaven's Rest. They don't specifically say that. It just pops up as you walk in. Um, They find that there's a group of Quinn inside this facility. And a lot of them are excited to see Seika. But they are definitely off. They're talking about wanting to join you know, wanting wanting Seika to join them and um talking about I don't know, it, it it seems like that they're in this like cult where they're they're wanting you to join them. Come join us and be <laughs> part of part of our experience and sort of thing. Um Aloy quickly plays along to this like talk and they're talking about um that, that they're not allowed to be there without Zeth. That Zeth is the only person allowed to escort people back and forth and and whatnot. Um, but Aloy quickly plays along saying that they found Zeth out in the wilds and he was in an ambush with some uh, machines. And he, after they saved him, he offered them to join up at the facility. Uh, but that Zeth was not too far behind, that they just managed to get there first. So they managed to gain access to this room called uh the room of uh dedication. Like it's a it's a room dedicated to Landra. It's it's like obviously Landra is like this leader of this cult sort of thing going on. Not that you really know exactly what's happening just yet, but obviously these Quinn are influenced by Landra's um old world knowledge and him being an old one.
1: He's still, an a- he's a living ancestor, a, le-
0: a living ancestry. Yeah. That's, that's the words I was looking yeah. for. Um, But they, they start to realize that Landra has been brainwashing these Quinn people to join this cult like group of the chosen. Um, and their next goal is to enter the hall, the Ascension Hall. Uh, but they first need to learn the words of attainment. So to get the words of attainment, <laughs> you basically have to go around to all of the um, the exhibits that are around that are all about Landra and how awesome he is, and you learn different bits and pieces along the way. And if you talk to certain people, you learn that certain you know you have to choose the right option depending on what he said in these different exhibits or whatever. Or you could be like us and just find a piece of paper under the <laughs> under the <laughs> stairs under that the tells stairs. you what the words of attainment are. Anyway, after you learn the words of attainment, you go back and you tell them to the doorkeeper, and he lets you he lets you into the um, ascension hall. Um, as you enter the ascension hall, you find out that Landra has been using the horse's three D printer to build himself a new ship. Uh, that he plans to leave Earth, and again, Seika is, you know, very questioning Aloy about some of these this information that she's picking up. Um, but as you get close to the ship, your focus goes off about nuclear power that's inside radiation. the ship, nuclear radiation that's inside the ship. So um, the worry now is that. If the if the ship launches, anyone within, you know, miles of the ship launch could be infected by radiation and have, you know, obviously some people could disintegrate, but also a lot of people could be harmed long-term. Um, so they need to stop this launch as quickly as possible. Of course, um, Londra has the opposite. He needs to launch as soon as possible because Nemesis is on his way. Um... As they attempt to leave the facility, Zeth returns and attacks Aloy and Seika. Obviously, he at some point was given information that Seika had shown up, and he wasn't included in any of that decision-making, so he is out to kill them. Um, They fight with Zeth and his little army. He has this like arm cannon that he's attacking with that is part of the Zenith, like weaponry um in Zeth's final moments he reveals that Landra is not taking any more of the chosen to his park um and that really upsets the rest of the community that's still there waiting to go to this park to go to ascend and um all of them are like in this disarray state because they, you know, were planning on ascending with um with Londra, but obviously they can't anymore. After Zeth dies, Sega presses Aloy again about Londra's need to leave Earth. Uh Aloy tells her about Nemesis and the threat that it causes to all of life on Earth, and of course Seika is quite disturbed by this information and decides to just leave and report to the Admiral about all of the stuff that's going on with Zeth and the Quinn people following um, Landra. Uh Later on, Aloy meets up with Seika on a beach near Londra's park. Um, Aloy apologizes for being so secretive and Seika reveals that there had been paintings found in the Ascension Hall and other areas that were obviously made by her sister, indicating that her sister is with Landra still. Um, they devise or they they devise a plan to get to the park, um, considering that the park is still. Uh, the park has a tower that's there that's attacking anything by air and by water. So they can't just go there by boat. They can't go there by air. So they need to find another way to get to this park. Um, they decide that they're going to use a water wing and dive under the water as the, the tower attacks. So they still need a water wing, but... Sorry. They need to be able to override a water wing. And there's no way of doing that with Aloy's current technology. But because she can do sun wings, and sun wings are so similar to water wings, she asks um, Gaia and Beta if they can manufacture an override. Um, Beta agrees, but she needs parts from a water wing to be able to get this done. Um, Aloy easily gets the parts for the... and, And... gets the parts for the override, and Beta makes it and sends it to her focus or whatever. Um, Aloy meets up with Seika, and they're able to override a water wing, and now that they have the water wing under Aloy's control, they're able to head to the park. Um, as a nice, like, little nod, Aloy gives Seika um, her little breathing mask that she was able to obtain while in the frozen er, the Forbidden West. And um, they're... Because they have to dive under the water to avoid the attacks, obviously you can't just breathe underwater. Um,
1: but it also makes it harder for you because you can't just stay underwater. Right? At that point. Yeah, exactly. Like you
0: have to come up for a breath. Right. Otherwise, you can just stay indefinitely right. underwater. Right. Um, so they do. They they fly off on their water wing, dodging attacks by diving under the water. Uh, they do at the very end get hit and they crash, but they do make it to the park. Just out of range of the tower, so the tower can no longer hit them. Um, as they start investigating the park, they find that it's crawling with converted Quinn guards. Um, and the the, this park is like a theme park for like a dinosaur movie or something of his wives, yeah. Yeah. Evelyn, Um, (laughs) yeah, Evelyn's Evelyn's theme park. (laughs) Um in in the distance, they do see Seika's sister, um, who is helping the Quinn as they recite lines. Obviously, like movie lines, most likely movie lines of um, Evelyn's movie. Um, it definitely seems like that they're um, they're auditioning. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it feels like. Sega's sister is helping another to practice and they're getting ready for some big performance but they're unable to help um, Sega's sister just yet so they move forward to an armory where they find um, a facility that is collecting Quinn DNA and a device that seems to be brainwashing them. Um, as they try to scan the network, though, to get more information, Laundra's AI, Nova, greets them um, and offers to make a deal. So Nova is this, like, AI that Laundra has been uh, bullying around for thousands of years. And um, Nova is really sick of it. <laughs> and she she says that she has, you know... 53 different um um 53 different personality aspects that can be tweaked by percentage and every i, I didn't put this in here i'm just making it i up. was
1: gonna say how do you remember 53 I, don't, I don't, are you I just don't pulling, pulling <laughs> that like out of it's, my butt it's yeah 53 sure. something like that something it's like a that. lot
0: it's a lot yeah 70 <laughs> something 50 something anyway she has a lot of different um, personality traits that Landra tweaks every single time that they have an interaction or that Nova says something that he doesn't approve of and he wants it tweaked. And she is infuriated by these tweaks that are constantly happening that she can't be herself as an AI and is just sick of it. She's done with Landra, and the deal is that I think that also Nova sees the wrongdoing in what's going on with their brainwashing. She does specify that Landra is using the brainwashing station to brainwash volu- or to brainwash people. The Quinn um, when they first it was it was a it was a method that was used in the old days um, on space expedition um people pilots to avoid them from using the spacecrafts as a weapon against the earth so they were brainwashing them but in this brainwash it turned them to be overly aggressive yeah the brainwash worked but they were also really aggressive because of it um Landro had since he's come back he was using that same technology, reviving the project, so to speak, and um, using it on the Quinn to turn some of the docile Quinn people to be way more aggressive, but also so susceptible to Landra's commands. Uh, Which is why so so many of Landra's Quinn people are so aggressive towards Aloy and Seika, even though they should be comrades to some degree. Um this device has since been tweaked enough to where they can use the Quinn and uh, essentially fully brainwash them to be more susceptible to everything. And Landra's plan is to take the Quinn and the Quinn's DNA, um, to another world to repopulate another community of people and using the brainwashing tools to, uh, be in full control a hundred percent of the time uh with all of this nova is no longer wants to continue life in any way she requests that aloy destroy her sor- source code um in exchange um aloy will be or nova will open the door to Londra's facility area that he's staging these auditions and and disables the tower to get onto the park. Aloy agrees and purges the source code for Nova. And, um, they move on to find Landra. And as soon as they find Landra, they see that Seika's sister is performing the lines to Landra, uh, as his ex, Evelyn, um, from the old movies that she was in. Um, Landra definitely seems to be one of the chosen as he, Landra, what did I say? Sega's sister. Sega's sister. Sega's sister, um, is definitely one of the chosen because Landra shows that she, she delivers the line just right and he says that, oh, that's so much like Evelyn, but with a beauty all your own. Whatever. Anyway, um, (laughs) Sega is, uh very upset by this, and runs out to confront Landra and rescue her sister. When Landra sees Aloy, he's fairly angry that she's made it this far despite all the Quinn guards. Uh, Londra summons a Slaughter Spine and threatens uh, that he has plans to squash her like a bug. Um, Aloy and Seika take down the Slaughter Spine able and is able to rescue Seika's sister um, and whoever is left of the survivors of the, um, of the park. They t- go back to camp. Aloy tells Seika to meet up at Landra's base to take down Landra before he can launch the ship. Um, and so they go off their separate ways for, for a bit and Aloy finds her again uh, back at the Horus where they earlier met. Just as they make it close to Landra's base, the Horus starts to light up, and Aloy suspects that Landra is trying to reactivate the machine to attack. Um, Aloy uses her focus to be able to find that it's connected to a cooling system, so they set their mind on disabling that cooling system in hopes that it would overheat the Horus and disable it. Um, Landra uses the Horus's Printer to print and deploy a bunch of corruptors to seek Aloy and Seika out. Uh, Aloy and Seika head for the cooling systems um, while the Horus is slowly starting to wake up, his different limbs activating along the way. Um, they are able to disable the cooling system, and at, just as the Horus starts to overheat, Landra fully awakes the Horus and it starts to attack Seika. And Aloy but because the Horus is in the process of overheating Landra starts to move it towards the water towards the ocean to be able to cool off Aloy and Seika use a their water wing to fly down towards the water to attack and along the way they're hitting um, different uh, heat sinks that are attached to the Horus and with each heat sink the hotter the Horus gets Um, eventually Aloy takes to the ground while Seika distracts the Horus and Landra in the sky um, disabling more um, more of the heat sinks and at some point the Horus is so hot it's on fire and Landra has no other option but to dive under the ocean to keep it prevent it from fully overheating and melting down Uh, Aloy takes this opportunity to dive into the water and finds an entrance to the Horus where she makes her way to the front and confronts Landra directly. Um, They have a big epic fight, you know, how video games are. And um, Landra is connected to, like, the Horus' central system. So his shield is kind of linked to the Horus. So by taking down the central system it essentially kills Londra as well she's she's able to scan Londra's implant for data and essentially upload his entire like database into her focus that she sends to silence to analyze Um, And now the Horus is completely on fire and Aloy is trapped inside. Seika breaks in and rescues Aloy um, on her water wing and they fly off and land on the beach next to where the Horus like crawls, crawls out of the water and is um, broken down just like on a little mountain hill thing. Uh, Aloy sends Seika to the Admiral, um, oh, sorry, Aloy and Seika they go back to the camp where they talk to the Admiral about all the things that were happening. Um, the Admiral congratulates the two for the spectacular feat of defeating the Horus. Um, and Aloy pulls Seika aside to just have a, an opportunity to talk and connect. Um, she, Aloy pulls up a hologram of Alva to give Alva and Seika a chance to meet and to connect the two so that the two Quinn halves can then form a plan to become, you know, a full group again. Uh, Seika wants to have a word with Aloy um, and instructs her to meet up on the beach where they first met. So Aloy catches up with her. Um, They first congratulate each other for the efforts. Uh, Sega says that there are plans to reunite all of the Quinn with all this help. Um, Aloy asks her what. um, Aloy asks her about wanting to go back. Home, um, back home. Back home, yeah, across the ocean. And Seika seems unsure of how well she can fit in with her people now that they don't... She doesn't really know what to call home anymore. Um, obviously, with all of her people rejecting her at some point, and a lot of the people are still brainwashed from Landra, um, Aloy says that home is where the, the people are that you want to surround yourself with. And obviously, Aloy knows this from her times in the Forbidden West, where, you know, she first was just an outsider on her own, trying to save the world, and then slowly throughout the Forbidden West, she's found people that she can call home, and she's departing that knowledge onto Seika as well. Seika says that she really just wants to be with Aloy, um... Aloy tells her that there's a lot that still needs to be done, obviously, with Nemesis coming and whatnot, but that they still have each other. Uh, they, You're given an opportunity to choose how you want to progress. Um, you can tell Seika, because Seika says, I really just want to be with you, Aloy. And you have this opportunity to kind of reject her and just say, yeah, you're I'm on your busy. own. Yeah, <laughs> I've got things that I got to do. Or you have one that embraces her a little bit more, or a lot of bit more. <laughs> um, obviously, I we chose that option because it was the best option. Um, Sake and Aloy have a, an embrace, they kiss, and um, they just go their separate ways. They just Aloy has things that she has to do. She doesn't know how soon that she'll be there, but they still have each other. Um, if they need each other, sort of thing. Um, you do... That That kind of ends things, but you do end up going back to Silence to see what more information that um, he's able to get from Londra's data. And it includes five potential facilities that are weapons that were being developed in the old times that may be useful um to fight nemesis. Essentially these were these were items that Landra was going to seek out to fight nemesis if he had to, but it was more of a last resort sort of thing. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, that's it for the story.
1: Woo, good job. You did it. How long did was that?
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> About 40
1: minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty typical, right? It is, yeah. Um, it's just funny, because it's like, you know, it, a tiny game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, there there's a lot of story that's involved there. I over a few things, too. That's my fault. <laughs> there are things that I definitely don't need to go into tiny detail of. That shows the love. It does, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, welcome back. If you decided to skip the story, um, fully understand, but uh, that's just how it is. Uh, we're gonna do our review of the story now. So, Lori, what did you? Well, actually, first, before I ask you what you thought of the story, okay. The story that was, um, the story that was spoiled for me was a picture of Aloy and Seika kissing. Okay. And that's all I saw, but that was more than enough for me to be like, but I wanted that to be a moment in the game that I wanted to see. Like, I wanted to see that in the game. I was very sad for you. It was so frustrating. I just...
1: I I I was upset. I didn't see anything... I didn't see anything that specific, but I did see an article pop up on i think i was i got on google on my phone and like there was like an article that popped up about aloy's new relationship and you know
0: a love interest yeah yeah Yeah. i think
1: that's what it said something about a love interest i'm like (laughs) oh yeah because i mean at this point i already played a little bit and i kind of just put two and two together like yeah yeah it makes sense yeah right
0: (laughs) um Knowing that ahead of time, I I was really upset, but knowing it ahead of time, I was able to see how Aloy and Sega's relationship grew as they were together. Knowing, Knowing Knowing that, right. I'm curious how I would have seen that coming before. Like, yeah, they were kind of flirty throughout the whole thing, but not like so bad that I don't know if I would have picked up on it if I hadn't have known. Um but there are def- we we played it twice. Right. So we both played it individually, but then we both played it again together just right. to pick up the story again. And playing it the second time through, there are definitely moments where Aloy is like shy a little bit. Yeah. Like she doesn't quite know what to say. Like she's abnormally nice. Like, not that Aloy isn't nice in general, but, like, this is a little bit out of character for her <laughs> to be this nice. Um, I don't know. What, uh...
1: Are we gonna start now?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we kind of have been, right?
1: <laughs> What'd I you give know. it for the story?
0: I gave it a 9 out of 10.
1: Nice, I gave it an 8.
0: Okay, Wow. Surprisingly low. What? <laughs> surprisingly low. It's an eight. I don't know, no, it is. But for for you, I'm just surprised <laughs> that it's so low. What 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 could have been better? Um, it, it's, you know, it was
1: really tough for me to write out my reason, but I just I didn't really like the Laundra story. Yeah, like that's that's really all it is. Is I just didn't really like that. I mean, it it turned out okay. I liked the. I liked the content of the story itself. I just didn't like that they went that way, I guess. I don't know.
0: Mhm. Um for me I I found it short the story in general. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I also found that I I wish that there was more side stuff with Seika. In general like more Seika in like Overall, more Seika. Like, more to do with her and her backstory or something more, like, side quests yeah, that involve I do, her or something. I do
1: feel like a lot of the, like, scenes and stuff, they felt rushed. Mm-hmm. Like, the relationships that you're building, they felt really rushed. Like, there wasn't un- there wasn't enough, like, side quest stuff to, like, build those relationships. Right.
0: Um. I kind of felt like... So, all right. Seeing Aloy being nervous and flirty is really cute and really sweet, but I feel like that that's out of character for her. Yeah. That it felt (laughs) it felt scripted. Does that make sense? Like, normally, normally Aloy in in all the circumstances that we've seen her with, romantic or not, she's very reserved of other people, just in general. And, I mean, I assume that would be her growing up or, you know, being outcast from literally infancy. Just, I feel like that she would have that reservation for people in general. So then to have her so open and so, like, cutesy, weird with Seika fell out of character for her. But, I mean, I guess love at first sight just kind of does that, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't See know, and I if just they kinda... would
1: have added some a little bit more like I don't know a little bit more so you could actually understand how she's feeling instead of just through these like
0: sort of stuff yeah little bits <laughs> I don't know so like in in the main game the main story there's a lot of times where Aloy is left alone and she just kind of talks about her thoughts and things. And I feel like there wasn't enough of that revolving how she was feeling about Sega. I assume to give the player more of a, um, a surprise at the end that, oh, it really is going to be a thing, or it really is kind of a thing. But, I don't know. I I just feel like it 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 fell out of character for her. Um, Landra? I... <laughs> There, there's a few things about the story with Landra that I felt was weird <laughs> and out of character. Not, not out of character, but just it didn't quite fit. Uh, like, why didn't Landra just take over the entire camp? Like, why did he just pick like a little group of them and then slowly get little groups of them? Instead of just going straight up to the camp, like walking straight up into the camp and just being like, I am this living ancestor and follow me and, you know, sort of thing. Like, it just seems weird to me. It's
1: probably easier to manipulate people one at a time. Maybe,
0: yeah, probably. Smaller groups. I've never manipulated people, so (laughs) I wouldn't know. Anything else, Laurie? Um,
1: not really. I mean, I really did like the we found the rest of the Quinn.
0: That was the fun part of the story. Yeah. I liked that too. But it does seem like that there's an awful lot of Quinn. Like, all the side has quite a bit of Quinn. That camp was massive. But this camp is huge. Yeah, this camp is huge. Plus For for there not being many left. Right. <laughs> Plus there's like a dozen or so at the first facility where you know, you go into the Ascension Hall and all that. Then there's, like, two dozen at the park, and they're all doing their thing. So, like, yeah, plus there's like... all these little, like, individual, like, cells of Landra Quinn, too. Yeah. And there's, like, what, six or so oh. in each cell? So, like, there seems to be a ton of Quinn. <laughs> there. Right. And,
1: like, back in the Legacy's Landfall in the Forbidden West, mm-hmm. like their camp was really small
0: yeah it was yeah
1: it it feels more like a third of them made it there and like two-thirds of them got shipwrecked in la <laughs> right yeah i don't know anyway um moving on to graphics sure yeah 10 out of 10 yep beautiful out of, 10. of course yeah beautiful
0: um <laughs> The biggest thing that I wanted to talk about with graphics... I mean, the graphics are pretty much th- essentially the exact same as they were in the Forbidden West. There's no real need to go into super detail about graphics. Outside of the final fight, was awesome. Yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> like, no, not really. No,
1: no, it was From, really like, cool. From a
0: graphical perspective, yeah. the fight was really cool. Yeah. um, To see the Horus, like clambering off the the mountain the um the hill where the hollywood sign is and like you know clambering down the down yeah. to the beach and it's on fire i and mean we've like,
1: wanted this for a long time this yeah, fight. to
0: see to see a horace moving and yeah it, and it was cool it yeah. was really cool
1: i just i didn't like the fight with Londra inside with yeah. the like movement it kinda made me a little nauseous after a while.
0: Yeah, and then that's a good segue to the gameplay because that's really the biggest part of the gameplay that's But I'm not
1: done. Okay, sorry. I still had something to say on graphics. Yeah,
0: no, go for it. (laughs) I don't I don't mean to interrupt you.
1: Oh um obviously it's very similar to Forbidden West, so it's hard to compare the two because it's the same game, essentially. I don't know. But I I think I would have just liked more lava. <laughs> like, it feels very much the same as the Forbidden West. Like, that area. Like, the landscapes feel very similar. It's, it's very and
0: water-based.
1: Yeah. There's just... If they would have added more of the lava spots, like, very intense... Like, there, the where the cauldron is, mm-hmm. it's... There's quite a bit of lava there. Like, if they would have added a few more of those spots around that was you would walk over there and be like it's hot you know i'm walking th- over hot lava here
0: <laughs> right i think at one point i like went into the lava and was like swimming around in the lava and it's like uh, yeah Aloy was taking damage but not nearly as fast as like a living person would <laughs> like a living person you would have went into the lava and you'd just been Dead done
1: instantly sorry that's all i
0: wanted to say um what did you give her for graphics
1: uh 10 yeah me too i already said that did we yeah oh,
0: okay um, gameplay, um, so, going back to the fight with the Horus, there's a lot of really cool, like, mini sections to this fight. You have, you have the, like, sneaking thing, where you have to, you're you're trying to get to the, uh, heat sinks, and you're, like, sneaking from area to area. You,
1: you could sneak. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or you you don't just, have to
0: sneak. Or you could just
1: run. <laughs> trying to avoid the, like drill spikes that are trying to punch you
0: yeah the, the and, tentacles
1: and the the corruptors
0: yep it was kind of nice to see the corruptors back i think i would like to see the death bringer yeah though. i
1: i think that the first because it was several sections that you had to like sneak through i think that if there would have been like the corruptors in the first couple sections and then maybe a death bringer at the last section or something that yeah. would have been cool because i pretty sure that the death bringers were produced by the horses also right so I don't know. I think that would have been cool.
0: Yeah, it would've. To
1: throw one of those in there. Cause we didn't have one in Forbidden West at all either, at all. did we? No. I no. really liked the
0: Deathbringers. Yeah. <laughs> they're tanks, but yeah. they're cool. Um so... I would love a I would love a uh, figure of a Deathbringer. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be really cool. So anyway, you have this the like sneaking sections, then um then the horse like awakens. And then Crawls you have this down the mountain, yeah.
1: And you kind of have to like traverse down the mountain on like all the like buildings and stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah.
0: then you and, and then, then you, you get down to, to the b- air. No. Uh, yeah, because you're you're flying and you have to like shoot. You have to shoot the um, heat sinks while you're on. No, I'm no, pretty no. sure. Okay. I don't think so. Not I while think. you're
1: flying. All right. I thought you did. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think aloy just goes to the ground and fights him on the ground
0: sure sorry it's okay no it's fine
1: (laughs) i'm pretty sure you don't fight from the air
0: i could have swore that you take to the air and you're you gotta shoot the heat sinks while you're flying around so yeah but anyway so you gotta hit the heat sinks on from the beach from the beach while he's while he's walking um because you right. don't want to get stepped on you gotta like climb the different legs and attack different sections up there
1: yeah that's the second part oh you do the heat sinks on underneath right and then you have to climb up the leg and do the heat sink at, at the top and then i think he starts going into the water right um no no, no you you gotta do the fight
0: with his tentacles with his tentacles yeah, yeah he
1: crawls over towards the beach and like falls falls and like his taking a rest yeah, i don't
0: know I, well i think that he i think that some of his tentacles are like pumping water up to yeah. cool it so i think he's doing that while fighting you fight yeah and you're hitting the heat sinks on the tentacles then right and then the final, where you like go underwater and and then you go crawl inside. inside, and then then like the inside of the Horus is kind of like a cauldron is normally. Yeah, you
1: kind of have to traverse through the Horus to get to Landra. Yeah, there's a
0: little bit of platforming involved. There's a little bit of you know jumping from area to area. I died like a bajillion times <laughs> trying to get there. Just
1: just because she jumps in weird ways sometimes.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, then when you finally get to. Londra, you have this like fight with him the best weapon to use in this is the zenith gun yeah the specter gun you can lock on to the heat sinks because you're still essentially doing the heat sink thing yeah so you lock on to the heat sinks that are behind Londra and you have to avoid all of the obstacles and bullets that are coming your way but then you as, have to, as like,
1: you're like rocking back and yeah, forth yeah
0: yeah it's definitely tough yeah <laughs> Um, so I played this on easy mode. What did you play it on your first time through? Um,
1: I would say maybe like a third or so was on easy mode because that's what my game was set to from playing it before. Right. From Forbidden West. Um, and then when I realized that, like, this kind of seems
0: too easy, I checked and then I played on normal. Uh, I, I switched it back to normal. So I started playing on normal and I couldn't take it. <laughs> like, I was real frustrated that every single machine was like a bullet sponge. And, like, it took me for every single fight. What took forever. And I'm like, I don't even like I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit and.
1: But you just want. To I just want to t- play. take in the story and I well I enjoy.
0: Just, yeah, and and I feel like if your end game content and every single enemy is taking like a half hour to fight, I'm like no 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 I don't want every normal enemy is taking forever I don't want that so I changed it to easy mode and it was better it was still not. It wasn't, like, too easy, but it was definitely easier. It went a little faster. Um, Londra was still a pain in the butt. Um, you have to, like, jump over these electric waves. You have to avoid these swinging, like, electricity wires. You have to avoid his, like, shooting yeah, he's, orb attacks. Yeah, yeah,
1: And he's the, um, there's a barrier that is only down for a certain amount of time. Right, and the floor turns into, like, heat or
0: something (laughs) for for a section. So, like, you have to avoid all these obstacles and attack his heat sinks only while his shield is down. I think I died, like, a dozen times during the final fight. Not because it was too hard, just because it took forever to learn the pattern. And then when I I finally learned the pattern, it wasn't too bad, but little things like i didn't realize i could attack the orbs yeah it, like once i figured it was that a while out, I before i realized i could shoot them right i don't know why but <laughs> so um yeah it just it took it took way longer than it needed to the second time we played though we played on story mode and you do feel like a bit of a a bit overpowered because every single enemy takes like two three shots to yeah. kill um Landro was obviously way easier to fight in story mode.
1: Oh yeah, remember when uh you did the tower and it took you forever to that first tower. Yeah, yeah. It took you forever to Cause fight that. Cuz it took it. me like 16 shots. And me, on each I'm one. like I don't know why you're having such a problem. <laughs> like I hit this in one shot. And that's when I realized so, that you know, I was on easy
0: mode and you were playing normal. Uh, yeah, on that first tower, that was before I, f- I changed it to an easy mode and I was playing on normal mode and normal mode, it like that tower, you had these small, um, you had these small targets that you had to hit. And when you hit it, you had to hit it like six times before it would die, before it would explode were like on easy mode it was like what three or we played on story mode yeah the second I think it was time only through. like one one or two <laughs> one or two hits and it was done it just i felt like that that on normal mode that's absurd i feel like it could have like easy mode should have been the default in my opinion i don't feel like the weapons are good enough to you know attack that well maybe if you like Supercharge every single weapon, and you have the best of the best. Maybe it's that easy, but I don't know. I just felt like end game content it should have been a little bit easier. And don't get me wrong; I want a challenge, and I don't have a problem with that. But you know, bullet sponges are just annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, gameplay. I gave it a nine out of ten.
1: I gave it a ten. Awesome. I <laughs> wish. I wish that there were more. I wish that there were actual bandit camps.
0: Yeah. I think. I wish that there was more new machines.
1: Yeah, new machines. They only really... That's, that's it, another thing that... I, I did like the new machine. It was the frog. Yeah. The frog with the, like, wasp things. Yeah. I don't remember what the name of them were, but... Bile gut or something. Yeah, I don't
0: something like that. Um, And
1: Stingspawn. Um, ah, yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, I did like them just fine, but I do wish that they had at least one more. I feel like f- the Frozen Wilds had, like, at least two... If not three different new machines, they I mean, we the,
1: talked. We talked about this. We did. We were, they they had the. They, they have the scorcher. Scorcher the and then the fire claw, claw which is the frost claw. Frostclaw, frost Fireclaw, machine but I Think that was it.
0: Was that it? Maybe. Where like this one, this new machine. It was really just the frog. Really just the frog.
1: Like the the bees were a part of the frog. So like
0: yeah. But the cauldron was kind of awesome, where, like, you're... The cauldron is for the frog, essentially, so there's a handful of those wasps that are around, too. And I think the story, if I remember right, the story of the cauldron is, like, the cauldron is breaking down because it's on a fault line, so, like, there's lava everywhere, and the lava that's everywhere is, like, destroying parts of the facility, so Aloy has to not only avoid the lava, but also... Um, avoid like big ho- death holes. <laughs> and um, as you get towards the end, you find that there's one machine that is like just letting run loose through the through the um facility. And so it's like laying all of these spawn eggs all <laughs> over the place. And you get into the like the last one of the last sections and the entire cavern is like full of spawn eggs. And as you walk through the door, they start hatching. And all of them start hatching. I think at some point you can kill like some like seven hundred of these guys in one, you know, one hit, one <laughs> round or something. It's just nuts. Like there's tons of them. But yeah, it was it was kind of a cool cauldron. Um, Gameplay is a good spot for some of the side quests too to talk about. Um, there was what like two or three side quests. Three, I,
1: yeah, three side quests. I think there was um, a side quest in the camp when you first got there with the girl who is trying to get more focuses to help like overthrow overthrow essentially the like imperial like they're they're trying to get the focuses into the hands of normal people essentially. Yeah. Um. So you kind of, you help with that to find a manifest of where they can find more focuses. Um, And then you have another where you have to help, I don't remember the guy's name, but it's one of the, it's one of the Quinn that. that come back from the Ascension Hall and his best friend has been taken, he says, taken. With the rest of them that are still, like, trying to get to Laundra for some reason. Um, so he wants you to go find him. And you find out that he went willingly, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the, the third one is Gildan. Gildan comes back. Yeah, he was in Frozen Wilds,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was in the one of the dams. Yep. That was a really cool the dam was a really cool like dungeon thing. Yeah.
1: And he kind one, of essentially it's similar. He he's locked in this dungeon and you have to free him and then go in and
0: it's a bunch of puzzles yeah. and there's a there's a few times where there's a few like machine um encounters. He's,
1: he's a he's a fun guy.
0: He is a fun guy. He uh
1: he's very um he's very over the top and friendly. And, I think people people take advantage of that.
0: For take him, advantage of him, of him
1: for that reason. Right. And, um, one of the people that he was with had stolen, essentially stolen something from him. He doesn't think that he stole it, but yeah. Um. And they find out that he died in this uh, this dungeon cavern thing. And Aloy, I don't know. I don't know if she actually tells him. She just gives him back his his mirror or whatever, and he kind of denies the fact that he stole it from him. And it's there's I'm I'm getting ready to cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in the end, Aloy ends up giving him a focus, yeah, and gets him in contact with her. Like, if you ever need a friend, just call me, sort of thing. And it is it's it's really sweet. <laughs> it's very sweet. I mean, because yeah, he he is so over the top friendly that it's almost like um on on a on you know a, a mental spectrum of some sort, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> but I think that's all of the side quests, right? Yeah. Um
1: um there is there's a couple collectibles too. I mean, there's um uh some Asram camps that you come across and you kind of piece together the things that are left over from the Osram camps to find this like
0: treasure stash that they've left, um, and then there's the the gems that you can collect. The gems. The uh, it's like the blue gleam, whatever whatever it's called in this one.
1: Oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's that because that that you can buy and upgrade your stuff in this. Yeah. I can't even think of the name of that. Um,
0: yeah, they're like. They're like yellow crystals.
1: There is, uh, like, Frozen Wilds, where you had to collect like wooden animal statues, and you learn you learn about all the different animals at the like, the in, park in the main, park center. Yeah. Um, in this game, there was uh, dinosaur figures, and you take those dinosaur figures back to Laundra's park, and like you have to. Read the information and answer qu- trivia questions in the park. It was like this game that they had in the park, and y- there's like five of those to collect. That's and good. they put up a little hologram of the dinosaurs, Um and then there's there was one ornament that you take back to Hidden
0: Ember. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, one one new ornament. Fun. All right. Anything yeah, else? Sorry.
1: With- sorry. <laughs> <When> I wanna. <laughs> that was elaborate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, you want to move on to music? Sure. It's going be quick. I, I just gave it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of
1: 10. Um. Not really any different. I enjoy the music. Um, the big battle music is really good as it's always been really good. I don't know.
0: The voice acting was really good as well. Yeah, I never, I don't have any
1: complaints about voice acting. It's,
0: yeah. Um, I actually really liked Landra's voice actor. <laughs> like, he, I didn't like him. I mean, like, I didn't like Landra, but I feel like it was that, like, he had that, like, I, he oozed this arrogance. And, I, I, I liked know. the Admiral. Oh, his, yeah, that's his right. His big, deep voice. <laughs> I thought it was funny going into the... The Ascension Hall and see Landra's face and all these posters. <laughs> like you I feel there, like, like their art team must have had so much fun with this, oh, yeah. making these inspirational—in air quotes—inspirational posters with his face on them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it was pretty funny. it was just like over the top. It was amazing.
1: Overall score? Yeah, I give it a four. ten out of ten. Oh yeah, ten out of ten. Sorry, what
0: were I you was gonna say a I four
1: was, out of ten. No, I was going to my forty-eight out of oh, fifty. Oh no,
0: no, no! Your overall thoughts of the other.
1: I, I skipped over that. <laughs> I put ten on ten, but I didn't write anything oh, down. No,
0: that's fine. Um, for me, I really enjoyed watching the story unfold. Um, I mean, obviously. That's just I I like Horizon for that reason I, in general. Yes,
1: I love it and anything just
0: more keep, horizon. Keep
1: giving me more. <laughs> Whatever it is. I could
0: totally go for another DLC before the next game. Like I would be completely fine with that. I would absolutely spend another thirty bucks for another expansion.
1: But it has to be related.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Call oh. of Call of the Mountain.
0: Mm mm. <laughs> no. Call of the Mountain was terrible. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. So, uh, yeah, our, f- my Gosh. final score is a 48 out of 50. 48. And that gives us a 9.6 out of 10. So, yeah. it's pretty good. As usual, as I expected, um, it's kind of tough with it being DLC. Like, obviously, we spent the time and effort to play it, so I wanted to review it for the podcast, but because it's not a fully new game, it's like it's tough to give it a full review score. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, I felt like it deserved its own podcast episode, and I feel like other DLCs do too. So if there's any DLCs of games that we've already played that you'd like us to review, please let us know. And um our next podcast episode is going to be on July first. Um, however, I think that's going to be Beat Saber.
1: <laughs> so... Because you guys haven't started anything yet?
0: Well, no. More so because I'm just, like, freeing our entire schedule for Final Fantasy Sixteen. So, like, Final Fantasy Sixteen comes out on the 22nd, and I'm just, like, completely clearing our schedule so that when it comes out, we can just drop what we're doing and start playing it and then review it, hopefully august 1st but we'll see
1: how excited are you for final fantasy 16 it's going
0: up the closer the closer it gets it's going up that's
1: good not that i'm excited
0: about the story but i'm excited about another final fantasy game. like i want to i want to play final fantasy so like i'm excited for that playing a new final fantasy game i'm still not overly thrilled about the story that i've seen so far but you know it I trust that it's still going to be great. I trust that what I want will still be there, and I'm just going to play it and enjoy It's Final Fantasy. I'm going to play it and enjoy it anyway. If this game completely bombs for me, I may be a little bit more picky if I play how I play the next game. If I play the next game... Oh, you'll play the next I game. I know, I know. So, But we'll... That's that's the plan right now is that we are completely freeing our schedule for when Final Fantasy drops, and um we'll probably just we have a, a um a review for Beat Saber that me and Lori did a few weeks ago, but we'll just drop that in as a placeholder until um we can review Final Fantasy sixteen. So that should be amazing. I'm excited.
1: And hopefully Kaylee will be back for that.
0: I'm sure she will. <laughs> I hope so, too. I'm still irritated that Kaylee hasn't played Horizon yet. I know. Gosh dang it, Kaylee. She doesn't listen to our podcast episodes, so I can't even I can't even give her crap on the episode. <laughs> but yeah, Kaylee, you need to play freaking Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all for today. Thank you all so much for hanging out and listening to this podcast episode, and we'll see you guys in the next one.
1: Bye.